0: This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode we're reviewing the Broken Hearts Gallery, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Correct. (laughs) You got it right. But Tick, you passed the test.
2: So, Tim, the Broken Hearts Gallery centres on a young woman recovering from being dumped who meets an aspiring hotelier. I don't hear that word very often, do you? No, I don't think I've
0: ever heard that word before. I like that. I want to be a hotelier.
2: Her infectious attitude wins him over and they agree to collaborate on both his hotel and a pop-up gallery of keepsakes from broken relationships.
0: Lee, this is probably one of my favorite movies from this year
2: that's a strong sentiment
0: yeah it really is it really is oh my goodness i just loved it i love a Mm rom-com and it was just a wonderful experience it's key to call out the actors in this film so geraldine viswanathan Mm -hmm. the lead playing lucy was just fantastic who else did we have in the movie
2: we had dacre montgomery
0: yes he's australian
2: they're both australian
0: she's australian
2: they are both australian
0: i did not know that there you
2: go Now, this movie had a lot of layers to it. Is that why you liked it?
0: I thought first-time director in Natalie Krinsky, blown away. Mm -hmm. The layers that she brought to her script because she wrote the film as well, it was just so funny. It was so moving. It was so poignant. It was just so hilarious. And uh, all the layers and the complexities Mm. to the story and the characters and everything, I just really adored.
2: It had a lot of nice things to say about dwelling on the past and how that isn't always good. And Lucy, played by Geraldine, is collecting trinkets and keepsakes, I guess, in anticipation of her relationship's ending. I liked that take on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we're introduced to Lucy as a really outgoing, quirky, quite weird character and i think the fact that she's a bit of a hoarder but she's a hoarder with purpose mm. and and everything that she collects from her life tells a story and she loves to lean into that and kind mm. of look into the past which is obviously a bit of a a struggle for her that she can't move forward in some ways because she's always living in the past and reflecting and not being able to let go it's a mm. really strong theme in this movie as well
2: it didn't start strong though did it
0: what do you mean
2: Can you explain to me in these kind of movies why the chaotically endearing protagonist is always falling over herself or just messy, you know? I mean, yeah, fair enough. Geraldine was so endearing, but Mm. she was just pure chaos.
0: Look, I think it's a real trope of the romantic comedy genre. You always have to have a protagonist who's just a little bit unhinged and falling (laughs) over herself. She Mm. needs lifting up. And talking about being lifted up, the great relationship of her two best friends, I thought, was just a wonderful element of this movie. And you understood it. You lent into it. You adored it straight out of the gate, which is why I thought that the film started really strong in that sense.
2: Oh, really? I think it took a little while to, to hit its stride.
0: I agree with you there, actually. It took a while for it to communicate what it was really about, because... For me, it was a bit unexpected. But at one point, probably about 20 minutes in, I was completely disarmed by the charm and charisma of this film.
2: And Geraldine.
0: Absolutely. Who was fantastic. She was phenomenal.
2: As wonderful as she is, I just couldn't help thinking to myself... She can't make a relationship work, not because she's living in the past or holding on to the past, but because she's got the attention span of a child. <laughs> she was pure chaos.
0: She was absolutely pure chaos. Were you just a little bit distracted by her chaotic energy?
2: In the beginning, as I said, yes. Yeah, but then right. I did warm to it, definitely. And especially when she was playing off Daker, the two of them together, the chemistry was incredible.
0: Okay, because I've been reading about some people didn't believe their chemistry. They didn't what? think it was it was there and real. And I think they're absolutely wrong.
2: They were so natural with each other. Maybe, maybe a bit of lacking sexual tension, maybe that's what they're alluding to. But I think that was nicer because they started off as friends.
0: Yes. And yeah. that's what
2: this was about, that she... Built a meaningful relationship with someone instead of latching herself on to a boyfriend.
0: Exactly. And they weren't necessarily falling over each other in how you might expect hmm. a romantic comedy to kind of play out over the, over the course of the film. So it was actually really great to see this really strong relationship develop between you know a male character and a female character and blossom so beautifully like it did in this movie.
2: I think this movie wouldn't be half the movie that it was without the two of them oh, leading it.
0: I'm honestly thinking about this whole movie and like, where did all this talent come from? (laughs) Where did this incredible storytelling come from? In a first time director, Natalie had written for TV like Gossip Girl in the past Mm. and things, but I'm thinking this story is just so rich.
2: And I think that comes from personal experience and writing what you know. So Natalie was actually inspired to write this movie after a particularly bad breakup and she wanted to create something that would speak to other people who've had their heart broken. And I mean, everybody's had their heart broken. Everybody can relate to this.
0: And do you think that because it was really positioned to talk to a more millennial audience, is that why that for you and I, it felt really, really relatable?
2: I think so, but I can also see how it skews a little bit Younger and maybe mm-hmm. an older audience probably didn't connect with it as much because there was a lot of millennial speak, maybe, or millennial yeah. things. Can you explain something to me? Okay. On top of the falling down that always <laughs> happens in rom coms, <laughs> what's with the dancing? And random. Karaoke. Random. Oh, I, didn't man- I didn't mind the karaoke, but what's with the random dance breaks? Oh. <laughs> We're oh, all just going to dance now for the hell of it. I, I think that's just. I'm what dancing I- now, by the way. Don't you? <laughs>
0: I'm enjoying this very much. Why don't we record (laughs) this video? Isn't that just what friends do? Like when you're together and you hang out and you're just a bit silly, I guess I have little dance breaks with my friends from time to time. Oh,
2: okay. But they didn't do it. They did it at the end of the movie where it was just like the movie was over. We finished up the story and then it was just like... Hey, everyone, let's just dance. And they do that in those kind of movies all the time. And sometimes it's really fun. And sometimes it's just like, why (laughs) are we watching you dance?
0: (laughs) Were there any other little bugbears in this movie that you felt? Or was it just the dancing?
2: Well, look, you mentioned that the supporting characters were fantastic. And they Mm. absolutely were played by Molly Gordon and Philippa Sue as her friends. You also got Arturo Castro as Dacre's character's friend. Yes. I didn't like the stereotype and random characters that were added. So you had Marcus's wife, for example, who was just the domineering pregnant wife, bossing (laughs) him around always. That felt very cliched. Mm -hmm. And then you also got Suki Waterhouse in a random cameo that came way too late in the piece. And even she was quoted as saying... I don't know what I'm doing here. So that felt very meta. You know, they do those pieces to camera where they're talking about breakups. And she said, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I thought, love, I don't know what you're doing there either. (laughs) She was thrown in too late and too briefly to the piece.
0: Okay. Yeah. To work. I think if I can add to that, Mm. I feel like Natalie was trying to tell a lot of stories and try and bring in those bits. So I guess it did feel a little bit uh, disconnected at times. And my point around that is that some moments they did need to tighten and sharpen up, but that's, I think, me coming at that is a little bit too critical because mm. I think that it was quite nicely paced all in all, despite mm. those little kind of things that probably didn't need to be there or could have just been tightened up just that little smidge, I think, for more impact.
2: I feel like I must be really cynical because I it's like I was fighting a losing battle with myself to not like the movie. And I don't know why. I don't know why I was, I didn't go in there wanting to hate it, but I was sitting there and I kept kind of like, oh, this is really nice, relaxing and going, no, no." I don't know why.
0: As I said at the beginning, it disarmed me yeah, and it let me in. I found myself somehow getting very emotional at this really beautifully told element of the story, which Mm. we, we won't reveal on the podcast so you can enjoy it yourself. And I found myself actually tearing up because I was not prepared for how moving this movie got at at times. Mm. Were you feeling like you needed to punch that back? Like, no, this can't keep getting me. Like, well, just when you're watching it or even when you were thinking about it after?
2: No, just watching it. I could just feel myself putting up that tough guy wall going, nope, this movie isn't going to make me feel anything. And I don't know where that was coming from because it was charming and it was endearing and it really grew on me.
0: And were you glad that you pulled the wall down then and let it in?
2: Well, I don't know if I pulled the wall down or the movie just stomped the cynic out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Geraldine's character just like (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, fucking hell. she would though, and she does she does uh, in the movie, she just kind of like, yeah gets under your skin mm. in a good way, I think, yeah, definitely, and and I guess that makes it feel like it really was a real fresh take on the romantic comedy genre, yeah. where you 're kind of there going, no, no, i I know where this is going to go, the hills and mm. valleys of the romantic comedy." but it did take you to new areas that you just weren't expecting, which I just loved about this movie.
2: Absolutely. How many popcorn kernels would you give the Broken Hearts Gallery?
0: Look, I found this film absolutely charming, very charismatic, Mm. obviously with the lead in Lucy. And you had great layers of larger-than-life characters with really peculiar idiosyncrasies, and then you had more down-to-earth characters Mm. as well that really just rounded it out. And I think there was just that perfect balance of character. And the writing was so funny, so sharp, so moving. And I am calling it now Lee. This will be a classic. I just cannot rave about this movie anymore. Wow,
2: you really like it. And so
0: I'm giving it four and a half popcorn kernels. Holy
2: moly, Tim.
0: Yeah. It's been a while since I've rated something this high. That's I think. up
2: there, wow! Yeah. And what
0: about you? What's what's your little sound bite to end on?
2: Well, I really enjoyed it. As I said, it grew on me. It stomped the cynic out of me, and <laughs> it was really charming. And Dacre and Geraldine were fantastic. So I'm going to give it three stars.
0: Nice. There you go. The Broken Hearts Gallery is in cinemas now. Check it out.
2: So let's move on to news, Tim. Jennifer Lopez shared a teaser on her Instagram this week for her upcoming movie, Marry Me, co starring Owen Wilson. Theme tune coming too, obviously. <laughs> J-Lo plays a pop superstar who gets jilted by her rock star fiancé just moments before their wedding at Madison Square Garden. So she marries a random guy from the crowd instead.
0: So this is likely to come to cinemas around Valentine's Day next year. Of course. Look, we've just reviewed a romantic comedy. Now we've got J-Lo back to our romantic comedy roots, which yeah. I think is really exciting. But this sounds quite odd. I'm really (laughs) looking forward to it. I didn't know this movie was even on the cards, let alone in the can and coming out in a couple of months.
2: No. And Owen Wilson back in his romantic comedy roots too. But what do you think about the pairing?
0: Owen Wilson is always paired up strangely. That Marley and me with Jennifer Anderson, you wouldn't think that they would go well together, but that was Mm. actually quite a moving movie. You should check that one out. Yeah. Him and J-Lo, I think it could arc back to maybe like the Notting Hill type. Like Tone, (laughs) maybe? An American Notting Hill. (laughs) Yeah, like a big... Oh, actually, that's a really big call. I might get pillaged (laughs) for that. But, you know, it's got that kind of big superstar, normal guy. And Mm. is he a big fan of hers? I
2: don't know.
0: Like, yeah, that that would be interesting. He's going
2: to marry her. He'd want to (laughs) be. We talked about the fact that Madonna was working on a screenplay with writer Diablo Cody a few episodes ago, I think. But it seems the Universal Project has finally found a director drum roll please
0: (laughs) the director is madonna (laughs) so she thinks she's the perfect person for the job and i could not agree less than
2: (laughs) i thought you were gonna say more (laughs) this feels weird
0: so weird on so many levels on
2: one hand i can understand why she wants to do this she wants to control the story but on the other hand where are your checks and balances
0: exactly it's just going to be very self-indulgent Look, I think she's quite a self-indulgent artist anyway, and she can't direct, I'm sorry, but the work that she's done in the Aww. past, she can barely act, to be perfectly honest with you. I hope she doesn't show up as herself at some point in the movie.
2: Maybe she's going to play herself.
0: Oh, what? She, she can't do play- do it all. She can't play her 80s self. That could actually be quite interesting <laughs> if she just plays her younger- older self just as madonna yeah Yeah, this doesn't feel right i think there's really importance in being able to tell someone's story and having another creative direction behind Mm. it or like a vantage point that you can see more and pull these little nuggets out i feel like she'd just be in her own head about her Mm. own life and story
2: you need someone who can stand back and say no you're getting a bit carried away there and i think
0: she should still be part of it in terms of co-writing with diablo i think that's an important element but her in the director's chair Yeah, I think it's just going to be one big puff piece. Mm.
2: Now, industry publication Variety has indicated that Disney may push the release date for Black Widow, which was expected at the end of October here and maybe release its Pixar animation, Soul, on Disney+.
0: And you wonder why they might be doing that. So here's some information that might be helping them make the, this decision for them. So Disney Plus downloads reportedly increased by 68% throughout the weekend. Mulan was released on the streaming platform. Stats from a viewer tracking company estimate it made $33.5 million in revenue during Ooh. its first weekend, and it's reportedly made more money than Tenant.
2: That's incredibly mind-blowing to think that a streaming service took in more money than something like Tenet, which was expected to save the industry Mm. or reboot the industry.
0: The thing is like $33.5 million is a lot of money, but it's kind of what do you compare it to? Mm. There's no real precedent set here. So would Disney come out and say we're really happy with that number or what's the expectation, the benchmark? So it's, Mm. I mean, they're obviously happy enough to be having this conversation about Soul.
2: I hope they don't though. Pixar animations are so good on the big screen.
0: This podcast was born out of us (laughs) loving that shared cinema experience. I think, how many times do I say shared cinema experience on this podcast? It's really important. Put a
2: dollar in the jar.
0: Oh, God, I'd be rich. I'd buy a cinema and just put everything in there.
2: So it's been confirmed now that sci-fi remake June has been brought forward to December 17. We called it last week. (laughs) Heard it here first. Just as we suspected. Because Wonder Woman 1984 took its Boxing Day slot.
0: Looking forward to it.
2: Now, we have some local news. What some of you might not know is that Tim and I met many years ago because we were both living and working in the Sutherland Shire area. The suburb of Cronulla is getting a brand new Hoyts opening.
0: So exciting. So
2: Hoyts have revamped this, completely renovated it, put in their comfy recliners, that go for the same standard price by the way they're putting in a bar and cafe where you can grab beer or wine with some gourmet pizza and take it into the cinema yes how exciting is that thank
0: you Hoyts Cronulla so this will be opening just in time for the new James Bond movie No Time to Die on November twelfth. so it's not very far away
2: it's going to be so good for the local precinct bringing in jobs bringing in a bit of nightlife and just yeah that shared cinema experience that we love (laughs) that's
0: right that's right (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great to revisit this place. It's kind of a throwback to my childhood and growing up, you know, in my teenage years and early 20s going to see movies mm. there. And it's great that there's an investment in the space again and having a brand like Hoyt's coming in and showing us a good time.
2: And that concludes this week's episode of Popcorn Podcast, I believe. We reviewed the Broken Hearts Gallery, which is in cinemas now.
0: Please go and see it. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it a classic now. I hope you all agree. We'd love to hear what you think about the film as well.
2: It's a new love actually, is it? Oh,
0: that's a big goal
2: yeah and don't forget to check out our very special episode that we've just released where we sit down with alex winter and talk about bill and ted face the music
0: catch you next time
2: thanks for listening
0: we have a website popcornpodcast.com Go check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you to listen to.
2: If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an About Us section and we run giveaways, so keep an eye on the website for more information.
0: Planning for your next trip?